0: I just wanted to hop in here to let you know that today's episode is a little bit different. It's a little bit special compared to some episodes in the past. So if you're on a walk or a run, you may want to add a couple extra miles to this. Or if you're commuting in your car, maybe circle around your house or your office a couple more times. Because today you're getting 20 bags of popcorn. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I'm excited today to be joined by one of my favorite podcasters, host of the Stagnant Benjamin Show and the Money with Friends Show, Joe Sauciai. How's it going?
1: I'm so happy I get to be here for this special episode, I think.
0: Oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to be doing something a little bit different. I, th- I think it was, was it 20. Eighteen when we did our uh, like our favorite movies <laughs> we did yeah. we talked about movie pass r i p movie pass <laughs> I
1: know. that was such a good deal who knew it was too good to be true huh shocker
0: I know did anyone say that they were going to go out of business you know just right. giving away movies who who would have thought wow. you'd run out of money can't believe that would be a
1: bad business model. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I had so much fun with that conversation with you, Joe. I thought I'd bring you back to do something centered around movies. And I'm a big sports fan. I love basketball. And something they do every year is a draft. They bring in the new players fresh off of college or from Europe, and they go through and they pick who do they want. And I thought, why not do that with movies? We both have seen a ton of movies. Uh, I've seen, what what is it, 22 movies? And how many have you seen, Joe? I saw this year, I saw 31. 31 movies. That's a lot. And th- we're, we're just talking about movies in the theater, right? Right,
1: yeah. And, and uh, we're very lucky. Cheryl, my spouse, and I uh, both have, uh, she gets Tuesday afternoons off. Mm. And for people that go to movie theaters, you know, Tuesday is always discount day. So two of us can see a movie in a really nice theater, usually with uh, maybe two or three people over 70, 75 years old, (laughs) and uh, so it's an empty movie theater, and we see it for like 10 to 12 bucks for both of us.
0: And before we get in this, I don't think they knew that they were going to be sponsoring a movie draft, but today's movie draft is brought to you all by Mint Mobile. And Joe, we're starting 2020 out, and what is something that everyone wants to do in the new year? What is one of those resolutions?
1: Uh, They want to watch more movies. (laughs) That is true. They want to save money.
0: They want to save money,
1: that's right. (laughs)
0: And one of the areas that you can cut back on your budget is with your cell phone plan. I think a lot of us have pretty huge cell phone plans that we're paying. And a lot of times we're asking ourselves, what are you paying for? That's where Mint Mobile comes in. You can cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text, and you can choose between 3, 8, and 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. And I think that's great because you get to choose how much data you actually want to use and not pay for a bunch of stuff that you're not actually going to ever get to. So you can bring your existing phone and your phone number over to Mint Mobile, get your plan for just 15 bucks a month, and have it shipped to your door for free by going to mintmobile.com slash Again, that's Metmobile.com slash popcorn finance. I appreciate them supporting our movie habit and this draft <laughs> today. That's so- awesome. Joe, let me give you and the audience the rules of this draft and how it's going to work. There are going to be five rounds total. We're going to alternate back and forth. Once a movie is selected, the other person can no longer select that movie. It's off the board, no longer an option. First, we're going to do our top three movies. So one, two, and three favorite movies of 2019. Fourth round, we're going to pick the worst movie that we saw in 2019. And then for the fifth and final round, it will be one of our favorite TV shows. Cool. Okay. All right. So Joe. You have won this fake coin toss here, and you're going to go with the number one pick in this draft, Joe. What are you going with?
1: Number one pick for me, Chris, is going to be uh, a movie as a Detroit guy that I that I really, really liked. I've, I grew up around cars. My dad worked for General Motors. Um, this is about a General Motors competitor ford when ford went up against ferrari ford versus ferrari starring uh, matt damon uh christian bale uh, a fantastic movie uh it doesn't make detroit look really good it actually (laughs) makes detroit look like kind of a bunch of bumbling idiots but but at the same time uh the human aspects of this film are fantastic uh christian bale as always brings it matt damon i think Spends a lot of time playing Matt Damon, the different <laughs> Matt Damon in every 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 show, but he's a guy you like. And uh, so this story about how uh, uh, Carroll Shelby, uh, famous for uh, developing the Shelby Mustang, how Carroll Shelby and a ragtag group of people help Ford in a very short amount of time beat ferrari Uh, by the way that's not a spoiler that's history that's what happened (laughs) yeah so so uh, how they did it and it's a great ride the music is fantastic there's a podcast that actually talks about the music of movies and i'd encourage people to go listen to this podcast about how they made the score of the movie Mm. the movie's called four score and it's a fantastic podcast about scoring movies but ford
0: versus ferrari would be my first pick oh you know what I didn't put that on my list, but I saw that. I forgot to list it on there. and I, That was a really good movie. I actually, I, I loved it. It was a great movie. I would probably put it, it's definitely in my top 10, maybe even like top you know, six movies I saw yeah. uh, in, in 2019. It was a good movie. I just completely forgot to list it. So thank you. You reminded me of stuff I saw that I completely forgot. I saw 23 movies, Joe. Let me update my total. <laughs> <laughs> it's good news. All right. With my number one pick. I'm going to select a movie that it really surprised me. I, I I knew I was going to enjoy it because I really liked the director. Uh, director is uh, Taika Waititi. And I was like, this, maybe it'll this just be fun. But I didn't know I was going to enjoy the movie as much as I did. And that was Jojo Rabbit. And this was something that was like a crazy concept. Essentially, it's, it's a young boy. He's maybe, I don't know, he's maybe like eight or nine, somewhere around there. And, uh, he's in, the, he's essentially in Germany during World War Two, And he's in like the, basically like the young Nazis group. Basically, it's like a bunch of kids like being trained in <laughs> Nazi skills and like instead of Boy Scouts or like little Nazis. And, um, he has an imaginary friend who is Hitler, who is played by Taika Watiti. And that sounds like that's going to be the most disrespectful, rude. <laughs> like, it does. <laughs> horrible movie you could think of but it was handled so well and um essentially i'm not, i don't want to give too much away about the movie but essentially um his mom is um helping hide a, a jewish girl in uh, in their house like in a, like a like a hidden room within there, one of the bedrooms. And he finds out about it and he's disgusted. But then it's about him learning all the lies that are being spread about Jewish people and understanding what's going on. And uh, just a great story. Um, Scarlett Johansson plays his mom. Uh, I'm horrible with actors, so I won't be able to name anyone else who was in it. But amazing job, amazing um, movie, really touching. And it's my number one movie.
1: I, I had Jojo Rabbit as number seven on my list, but I'll tell you this: this year, uh, Cheryl, my spouse, and I were talking about this as I was prepping for uh, this appearance with you. This year, for for the two of us uh, watching a lot of movies every year, the top ten is tighter than ever. Mm, like yeah. there were a lot of really good movies uh, this year, and Jojo Rabbit could have been number one on my list. Mm, uh, it yeah. was so it was so good, and uh, you. I really like the emotion that Jojo experiences when he discovers that his mom is hiding this this young woman. Number one, the fact that he loves his mom so much and he respects her so much mm. totally just kills his worldview. And they do such a good job of like his whole world explodes. How would yeah. my mom do this horrible thing? Exactly. How would she do this? And at the same time, at young Nazi camp run by, by the way, one of my favorite ro- actors of all time, Sam Rockwell. I think yes, Sa- Sam, Sam Rockwell's range is so big that guy can play anything. And the role he plays in this movie as the director of the camp hmm. is done so bizarrely well again by him <laughs> Um that, you know. It, JoJo is very disrespected by a lot of the other young Nazis Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's completely disrespecting this young woman for a lot of things beyond her control, meaning she didn't choose to grow up Jewish. And 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 by the way, and being Jewish is not absolutely the worst thing in the world. It's I mean, it's it's funny because when you talk about how bad this movie sounds when you hear about it, my wife is Jewish, and so when she heard the theme of this movie, she's like, I don't want to watch a movie with a kid who has Hitler as his imaginary best friend. I don't want to see it. And she went and she said, This is a wonderful movie. This is a fantastic film. So yeah, Jojo Rabbit's a great pick.
0: Yeah, it completely, I think, it it is not what you're going to expect at all going into it. It's a great movie. So, all right, number two, Joe, what's on your board?
1: I'm going to draft a movie called Peanut Butter Falcon.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember you telling me about this one?
1: So, this movie is a modern day version of uh, Huckleberry Finn and these two lost souls uh, going down the river together. It opens with a gentleman who has uh, Down syndrome, uh, played brilliantly by Zach Gatsagan. He he is for some reason that either I don't remember. Or it's largely irrelevant. He's become a ward of the state. Mm. And because of that, he is a young man who's in a nursing home because that's where the state can take care of him. And he's then with a lot of seniors and they're all trying to help him bust loose of this place. Mm. So he's trying to break out and, and, and go on his own. He wants to get the hell out of here. And Bruce Dern is one of the people uh, who plays one of these seniors trying to help him break out. So you see a couple jail breaks at the beginning that sets the move for the show. He finally gets out. No spoiler there. Cause this is the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and he meets up with amazingly a guy who I always have thought of is just kind of weird and has destroyed some concepts for movies that i loved i love the movie wall street wall street 2 starring shia labeouf she is at at shia just absolutely horrible shia labeouf as even as young um when he played young indiana jones i thought he was horrible that was rough yeah but in this movie He's a guy who has lots of problems of his own and they go over his problems. So these two guys who have their own sets of problems set off on this adventure. And it is a fantastic adventure. It's a great story of two guys who have a lot to learn, learning from each other. Man, I, I went into this with no expectation. I'd heard about the movie one day before I saw it. Hmm. And so I went in with zero expectation and um, walked out of that theater going, I think that's my favorite movie of the year. Barely beaten by Ford versus Ferrari uh, on my end. But a movie, I think, if there's a movie everybody would like, I I don't know who you are if you don't like this movie Mm. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon was fantastic
0: yeah I remember I think I sent you a message I had just seen a movie and then you're like (laughs) Peanut Butter Falcon I just saw it you gotta go watch it I missed it I probably can rent it now but I didn't catch it while I was in theaters but uh, it sounds like a great story sounds like something that would be really um, great to just sit down one afternoon and just just take in and enjoy
1: oh so good yeah if you're watching if it comes to whatever streaming service a
0: fantastic film Mm, nice all right time for my number two pick, Joe. This one, I think this was pretty easy. Number one for me was easy, and I feel like number two was pretty easy for me to select, uh, and that is Motherless Brooklyn. This was a film that I don't think got a lot of publicity. I don't remember seeing very many commercials for this. I don't remember seeing like a lot of billboards. I don't think I even know anyone personally who watched this movie, Uh, but this was uh, an amazing film starring uh, Edward Norton. Uh, Bruce Willis is in it. And I won't say much more about that because I don't want to spoil it. I guess, well, I, I'm, I'm sensitive to spoilers, Joe, so I don't like giving away too much. I want people to really enjoy the film, but it's kind of central to it. So I'll just, I'll, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know anything about this movie, just stop right here and skip like, you know, <laughs> two minutes ahead. Uh, but essentially, Edward Norton, he has... Um, Tourette's, a form of Tourette's. So he he can't control um, what he says sometimes. So he gets in these moods where he it's really uncontrollable. If he gets too wound up or too nervous, he'll just, you know, just say things out, blurt it out, and he'll have to do things like chew gum to control it and keep himself calm. But essentially, um, Bruce Willis rescued him. They were, I think they were in an orphanage, uh, or like a home for boy, young boys, and uh, they didn't have parents. And he basically brought him into his crew, and uh, Bruce Willis is like a, like a PI. He's a private investigator, uh, and he goes around and, um, you know, takes on different Cases here and there, and so Edward Norton kind of finds his role because he's really great at remembering details. He can just like hold on to all this information. So here's a spoiler: just get ready. Bruce Willis he's he's working a job, ends up getting shot and dies, and so it ends up. And that happens probably in the first like 15 minutes of this movie. It's super, you know, super early on. And so it, from then on, it turns into what happened to Bruce Willis. What was he investigating? Why was he killed? And Edward Norton is taking on this investigation and trying to uncover this big corruption ring that's going on that Bruce Willis was kind of getting into, and he was starting to understand things and find out details. It also stars um, what's his name? He was in Thirty Rock, uh, Alec Baldwin great uh villain in this movie does an amazing job of being a, a horrible politician and uh it's just an amazing story the acting is is just incredible and the way that story unfolds you think you know where it's going take some twists and turns that's all i say i won't say any more any more about it i'll let you enjoy it when you go see it but that was uh my number two pick motherless brooklyn
1: I felt horrible that I didn't see this movie. Actually, it's funny. The day that we were uh, going to go see it, we had a personal thing happen in our family. So we weren't able to, to to see it. And then we just missed it. And I heard Edward Norton talk about it. I love hearing about how movies are made. Mm. I like the creative process. And uh, the Tim Ferriss show tim interviewed ed norton about the movie and i'd say listen to that because uh, i listened to that and it made me want to see it even more so this is a movie that hopefully i'll get to go back and see on video because um yeah i mean i like the genre i like the detective how did it happen kind of genre in general and then when you combine it with the the quirkiness of this character with tourette's this really compelling character it just totally sounds like my kind of movie
0: oh yeah that- highly recommended and probably no one else you know has seen it so you can go tell them to go watch it after you've uh, after you all check this movie out
1: <laughs> yeah well and that's what i like i like the discovering of a movie which by the way is is my number three my number three is a movie that i can't understand why nobody saw this movie why it didn't get a wider release because the producer is uh robert redford the movie though has no stars in it except Bruce Dern, again, who seems to come up in my favorite movies over and over for (laughs) Nebraska. If you didn't see Nebraska, go see Nebraska. But uh, uh, this was a movie called The Mustang. Mm. And The Mustang is a fictional account of a true system that happens in the American West, which is there are all of these wild Mustangs on federal land. And every year they, they gather up a bunch of them. And they take them to some of the prisons out west, and they have the inmates train these horses. And so you end up with, in this film, a man who's very angry for a variety of reasons. The movie starts with his daughter wanting him to sign papers where she is disassociating from him. She Mm. is no longer going to be considered his daughter, and he refuses to sign them. And what I like is is the main character says very few words, but you can see all over his face the huge range of emotion. And as you find out his backstory as the movie goes on, that is coupled at the same time with him training this horse, who, of course, also has... A very similar thing going on and they kind of hit you over the head with the analogy a little bit that the yeah. horse is him right the horse is totally him and so as the horse is getting trained at the same time that that he's coming to grips with his own coping mechanisms it's a fantastic ride so the mustang was my number three
0: i never heard of this movie i did not see any advertising i didn't even see a trailer for this Nowhere. i didn't know it existed
1: Nowhere. Very frustrating, too, because it's fantastic. With a name like Robert Redford behind it, you think that it would have gotten bigger play. But uh, but a great film.
0: Huh, just took, I guess there's just too many movies coming out. Now, now all of get know. the support they need. I
1: know. Well, we all had to go see Frozen 2. So. Exactly. Well, hey, you know, priorities, Joe. Priorities. <laughs> right. That's
0: right. right. <laughs> all right. My number three. This this was the hardest decision for me because because there were movies that I could have easily slotted into this. So I'm just going to, my decision for number three, it was really tight between Knives Out, Joker, and Avengers Endgame. Avengers is like, obviously, this is not going to win any awards, but it was just the culmination of 10 years of movies, and they handled it so well that I was like, I just, I enjoyed, it was a three-hour movie, Joe, and I saw it twice in the theaters, and I did not oh get bored at any point. Uh, I think I know your feelings on this movie. <laughs> But, oh, man, that's why it was so tough for me to decide what would my number three be. Please don't be Avengers Endgame. Joe, I'm going to have to say it. I know you don't want me to, but I'm putting it in there. Joe, this is sitting in the theater, enjoying your popcorn, watching stuff blow up, seeing like a thousand actors on the screen. And to me, it was just the culmination of these movies I started watching in 2009. Uh, not all of them great. I'm gonna just say it. Twenty, I think it was 22, twenty two, three movies up to this point when this released, and they nailed it. They nailed the landing, Joe. I'm just saying. What it was, a
1: horrible pick.
0: They just nailed the landing. It was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. The fact that I can watch a three hour movie twice, Joe, it mm. says a lot. It says a lot. Says, that was says six hours of my life how. I gave away. <laughs>
1: It's, it, it, which I completely agree. You gave it away. But you, you could, you could, you could have done better, my friend. Uh, but what's a list without controversy,
0: right? Exactly. I, I you, Joe, of course. You're not going to see this at the Oscars. You're not going to see too many people giving this any, you know, critical acclaim. But it was enjoyable. They built a fantastic story that wrapped up. I wrapped up 20-plus movies, and I don't, this has never been done before. There's never been a franchise with this many movies still with steam going. I thought it was much better than
1: the first half of this movie. What I didn't mm. like about the first half that came out, what, two years ago? What I didn't like about the first half is once I knew that Thanos needed the five stones-
0: You knew he was he. he <laughs>
1: Well, and he was just putting in number one. I'm like, okay, I've got four fight scenes I got to fricking live through because I know that scene two, fight scene three, fight scene four don't matter. And you know, he's going to get them because you've watched a Marvel movie before. And so I'm like, if we could just fast forward to the fifth one so I can find out what happens, that would be great. So the good news about this film was it wasn't a complete waste of time of the whole middle. You can just chuck in the trash. I actually had to follow it. And I did like I'll tell you what I did like about it. I like the fact that they very masterfully were able to uh, do a lot of threads with a lot of superheroes, give them their time on screen. Like, you know, I mean, there's so many superheroes in this film and, and giving them all enough story that it matters,
0: exactly. I think is
1: is pretty difficult. And I did find myself moved in the storyline that involves Scarlett Johansson mm. and, um, and Jeremy Renner. That storyline piece, which I won't spoil, I was emotionally involved in that part of the story. But 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 when you've got uh, Brie Larson coming out of the sky for her two seconds, <laughs> you could have cut Captain Marvel from that movie and it wouldn't have mattered.
0: True, she did not need to be in that. But what you what you mentioned earlier is exactly why I enjoyed it so much. It, it's a I think a feat of brilliant writing and of editing and directing to be able to handle that many characters, give them all their time. And you feel like everyone had their part to play. It, nothing was, except for maybe Captain Marvel was shoehorned in. And yeah. uh, it made sense. And it, it kind of did a great job of wrapping up what they built up to this point. Uh, I didn't say too many DJs. I figure most people have some idea what these movies are about already. But this is one of those movies where it's like, you might want to catch some of the 20 that happened before it for this to have any real impact for you when you watch it. Joe, I wanted to hop to round number four. Maybe one of my, I think maybe my favorite round. What is the worst movie that you saw in 2019
1: all right i gotta go first at this one too huh
0: yes i want i I need to hear your answer
1: (laughs) well i was i was super excited as a guy who who saw and loved uh shakespeare in love Mm. i know that's a that's a film that especially a lot of men are like dude you like shakespeare in love who are you uh i really thought that was a great movie way 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 back and I also think that Kenneth Branagh is a fantastic actor. So when I heard Kenneth Branagh was going to play Shakespeare as he's retiring, I thought that would be really neat. So there's this movie that came out called All Is True, starring Kenneth Branagh and Judy Dench as his spouse. And Shakespeare's written his last thing, and now he's going to the farm where he hasn't been hardly ever. And he's actually going to cohabitate with his wife again, which she's not used to seeing him around. <laughs> Much like somebody retires and all of a sudden... You know, they're, they're spending 24-7 together. I thought it was a pretty neat concept as a guy who's helped people do a lot of retirement planning. This movie was awful. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. Here's, he, here is the key to this movie. This is what you have to know. It starts off slow and depressing, and it goes downhill from there. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Just two hours where we're like, oh, my God, please end. Please, please,
0: please. I hope Shakespeare dies sometime <laughs> soon. Just please die. I hope you die. You were the way you're setting this up. I was like, this doesn't sound like a bad movie. You were giving your, maybe you should have been part of the the writing team. Maybe you could have saved I had, this thing.
1: I had such high expectations. I'm like, what could be? This could be t- Kenneth Branagh. This is going to be fantastic. Nope, Judi Dench.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> oh God, no. Oh man. Okay, I will not. I, I wrote this down just so I don't accidentally watch this. All is true. All is true. Ooh, okay. All is a lie. All is- <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay, that was a man, that was a great setup for that. All right, you put the pressure on me because I really want to present this movie as truly a horrible movie. Truly one of the worst movies around. I want to give honorable mention though to uh Men in Black International <laughs> and Gemini Man for also being two of the other worst movies that I saw in 2019.
1: When I saw Men in Black was going to have a new one, by the way, before you get to it, Chris, I was pretty damned excited. Yeah. And then I saw the reviews ahead of time, and I'm like, I can't even go see it.
0: No, it was, the only reason Men in Black wasn't the worst one was because, I mean, it was kind of fun. There were some parts that I was like, oh, this is kind of enjoyable. I kind of, you know, zoned out a little bit and enjoyed some of the action. But overall, it just didn't make any sense.
1: And then, by the way, on the opposite side, a movie you would expect to be horrible and I thought this was the first remake of it, and I expected it again with the second. It wasn't, and I went and saw it. And by the way, I forgot to put this on my list. I actually saw 32 movies, but you just remind me of it. Jumanji. Oh, I enjoyed that. Jumanji was fun as all get out. Yeah. Again, again, both you, of these, the, the first reboot and this second reboot, both a great time. Um, but, but you would think, hey, Jumanji, Men in Black, right? Same era, original film, like, hey, this is going to be cool
0: yeah it's like they can do this I mean if they can do it with one they can do it with the other they could not they, Men in Black has run its <laughs> course and it, is, <laughs> it needs to be retired <laughs> but the worst movie I saw in 2019 Joe this is part of a major franchise maybe maybe this beats Avengers I have no idea I've not counted how many movies have been in this franchise uh, but it is an international brand known this character is known by people across the world um, Japan has a fond place in their heart for this guy here. The worst movie I saw in 2019 was Godzilla. Uh, I think it was Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think is the official title of this movie. Uh, I don't think you need to know because I don't want you to go watch it. So we'll just leave it at just Godzilla, one of those versions. Yeah, King of the Monsters. This movie just made no sense. The story was so contrived. It didn't, it just, you're like, you're constantly asking yourself, why did they make this decision? Or, you you know you what's know bad when you're like, you're sitting there saying, they could have just done so many other things to avoid this situation. Um, essentially, if I can remember the story, Godzilla, you know, I think in the last movie had defeated some other monster that I've completely forgotten about. And the scientists are going around basically finding these other, locating these other monsters that exist that are like locked away in the earth or frozen in some ice. And um, essentially there's a group that wants to kind of like, Release these monsters, and that's what happens. They release these other monsters. Some are good. The majority of them are following this evil three-headed dragon, and um, they need to bring Godzilla to come help save them. And it just isn't good. It isn't good. Lots of big names yeah. in the movie. I'm
1: looking at the cast right now on IMDb: Sally Hawkins, who is in Shape of Water; uh, Kyle Chandler, who, of course, most known probably I would. Th- I mean, he's known in a lot of things, but Friday Night Lights. Mm. Uh, Vera Farmiga.
0: Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things. Long. Yeah. Um, they have yeah. Bradley actors. Whitford from the West Wing. They have the actors. It's just, it's kind of reminds me of the, the one that came out, bef- I think before this one, I believe um, Brian Cranston was in that one. And in I was 2014. like- Yes, I think that's when it was. And I was so excited. I love him. He's a great actor. Love Breaking Bad. Pretty much love anything he does. And he's in the movie for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, he <laughs> it's like, you took the best actor out of the whole movie. The frustrating
1: thing about that movie was I went in thinking of Bryan Cranston because they they advertised the hell that he was in that movie over and over and over. And I went and saw it, and you're right. He's barely in the movie at all. I thought, though, the 2014 one was really good. I can Mm. understand the divisiveness of the 2014 one because it set up... And the director talks about this actually because I, I I went and saw this afterwards. I'm like, yeah, okay, uh, I liked it, but I like like I liked Ad Astra. And a lot of people didn't like Ad Astra because it was mm. so slow with Brad Pitt. I
0: never got around, but it, to that but, one. It,
1: but it really is about the thoughts in his head. So if you're if you're watching at Astra because of the fact you're looking for a science fiction movie, don't go see it, please mm. don't. But if you're looking <laughs> for man search for meaning in a big universe, then it's a wonderful, thoughtful movie. But. Um, but So Godzilla was set up the way the old Japanese ones were set up, mm. where it is really slow, and it's slow developing, and there's actually a lot of existential stuff going on, and you're kind of, you need to look at it through a bigger lens. Um, but I noticed that that movie got pretty good Rotten Tomatoes,
0: and this one didn't. So... Mm. Yeah, please don't waste your time, Joe. Just don't, don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. You're just going to be angry when you leave the theater. <laughs> so, so one
1: Godzilla movie a decade might be, uh, might be, might be good for all of us. That's
0: enough. That's more than enough.
1: <laughs> hey, can, hey, can I? You talked about a, uh, and I know this is becoming a long episode, but can I talk about a couple of of uh, movies that were surprising to me on the positive and negative side? Since yeah. this is probably my only opportunity to talk about my favorite movies this year. Um, Brittany runs a marathon was number 14 on my list. I expected nothing of that movie. That was, you know, whatever happened to the rom-com, right? The romantic mm. comedy genre is just dead. There's hardly any, I'm thinking crazy rich Asians won a few awards last year, but besides that, you don't, you don't see these. And Brittany runs a marathon was, was a movie. You talk about popcorn movie, just not a lot going on there. Just really fun. That, that was that was a good one. Mm. S- surprisingly bad. I love <laughs> I love the story. This came in at number twenty, just above Avengers Endgame for me. <laughs> was a movie I had huge expectations for. I love the story of Harriet Tubman, mm. and I think it's a story that's needed to be told for a long time. This was such a freaking paint by numbers, beat me over the head with the meaning version of it. Mm. I think. I think the Harriet Tubman story could have been told so much better, um, but when she's on a white horse with the sun gleaning behind her, and and the sl- evil slave owners down on the ground, okay, I get your meaning. <laughs> I didn't need any of that, you oh, know. Yes. It, oh, That's what oh, I was afraid man.
0: of. I didn't go see it for that reason. I was like, it just, it just had that feeling of this is going to be it's not going to be what you want it to be. It's not going to be as impactful and meaningful as you think it's going to be.
1: No, I love, I love the story and it needed to be told, but Oh God, you could have done such a better job. So I've, I, I, yeah, I liked it. Liked it better than Avengers end game, but, I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> but, the, but that, but that, that was another one. And the one that I just saw that didn't make the, my top list, but I can see how it was up for best movie of the year was, uh, you know, it won the golden globe was 1917. Mm. Um, Nineteen Seventeen, uh, just if if you were somebody that liked uh, Band of Brothers, um, and liked is a tough word, but you know what I mean—that yeah. you appreciate that that one. That is one. If Harriet was had been told the way they told Nineteen Seventeen, which I think they could have easily done, Harriet could have been up for
0: Movie of the Year. Mm. So yeah, I've heard great things about that movie. I had it on my list. I just never got around to watching it. Maybe maybe I'll add that in this month before it uh, leaves theaters.
1: Yeah, two, two hours of just sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not typically a war movie fan, but that is kind of intriguing me to, uh, to go check that one out. Hmm. All yeah. Right. Right, you got me kind of, I want to I throw a couple of my honorable mentions out there. Yeah, bring it. All right. Speaking of big franchises, Terminator Salvation, I think that's what it's called. I think that's the name of it. Yeah. Um, I was done with Terminator movies. I was like, they, they haven't made a good Terminator movie in a very long time. Watch this. It was really enjoyable. This is, if you just want a straight-up really? action movie with a story that makes sense, they somehow managed to bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back again. It's a great movie. It's, if, it's, if you just want a pure summer action movie that still is fun and, and still makes some type of sense, at least as much as you can make this type of movie make sense, it was enjoyable. This might be my my favorite Terminator movie. I mean, that's cool up there made with, I guess the second Terminator film. This is, this is right up there with it. So really enjoyable. And then Alita battle angel. This is my, I was in my action movie trend. This was an anime or a manga that they turned into a mixture of CG and live action uh, movie. And it was done so well. I mean, visually it's, it's impressive. It's like, you just, you believe everything you're seeing is done so well. And it's a unique story. Very cool mixture of, it's in the future. There's people are doing this body modification where they're mixing real people with robotic android type parts. Overall, a really cool film. Um, something that if you want to see something that's going to just impress you visually, I would definitely check that one out.
1: That's a movie that I saw the previews for, and I just lost track of. And even mm. going back through the list of films, like for the year, so I could remind myself of all the movies that I saw as I was making my my top list. I missed it then. And then I saw it was in your list and I clicked on it and I went, Oh my God, I loved all the previews for it yeah. and not the action pieces, but the emotion around who am I? Right. Exactly. Uh, which I think is probably a big part of this film. Uh, yeah. I really want to see that. I'm going to catch that one. God, there's so many great movies wow. that I'm just looking at my list that we didn't mention. Uh Knives out. I mean, we talked oh. just barely, but knives out was Love so good. Movie. Once upon a time in Hollywood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm. I never caught that oh, one. My, but that was
0: I, I think uh, that's still in theaters. I might still try to catch that one if I can.
1: Yeah, Rocket Man was was pretty good. If you watched Downton Abbey on TV, and I know we're getting to that topic next, but mm-hmm. the Downton Abbey, you know, final the movie to end it. I know people that didn't watch Downton Abbey that that love that film. Just liked it. It's great as acting.
0: Movie. Yes. 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 All right, and Joe, you kind of teased it there. What we wanted to leave it off on for the final round is we'll just call this. Just a TV show that you either enjoyed the most, you loved, was the most fun during 2019. And this will be our fifth and final pick. So, Joe, what what TV show kind of hit you that you were like, this, this is something I loved and I would love for other people to, to know about this one?
1: Boy, I had a really hard time with this because I really loved. Uh, I came late to the game to Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. I know they just did the final season, so came late to that. I'm in the middle of Jack Ryan and the Crown, and I really like those. But I thought for this, I should point to one that most people probably haven't seen, and it's it's a uh, science fiction show. It's really looking for a good sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. Haven't had one like Battlestar since Battlestar Galactica, and Battlestar Galactica was so uneven. It would be great one episode, horrible the next, and seasons were good and bad over time. This one's been great and just keeps getting better. It's called The Expanse. Yes,
0: I was hoping you're going to say that, Joe. I love that show. That was right the up Expanse there for me. Is, so many people need to see this show.
1: It's just so good. It's this little cat, this little crew. You've never seen any of these actors before. Maybe in bit parts you've seen mm-hmm. them before. Fantastic acting. A plot that I can't wait for the next show. So The Expanse is, is mine.
0: Oh, man. that That is probably the best sci-fi I think I've seen between the story and just visually and... You're right. It's just every episode you want to just get in there. And the only reason that's not my pick, well, I can't pick it now, but the only reason that wasn't going to be my pick was I haven't finished the fourth season, which just came out this year. Oh, on Amazon. I'm behind you. I'm on season two. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, yes. Oh, you got a lot to look forward to then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, fantastic. Every episode's fantastic. Oh, I love it's
0: it. amazing. Great pick. All right. So my, my pick, I mean, there's a lot of shows that I really enjoyed. I just finished watching, uh, Watchmen. Wow. Mm. Oh, great story. Um, the good place is always something that I I enjoy. I, you don't think it's going to be good, but it still finds a way to be enjoyable. With um, I always it's wait Tony, with, Tony Danza, with, with Kristen Bell. Wait, I always mix up his name. Is it Tony Danza? No, wait. it's uh it's <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. Ted Ted, Ted Danson. Danson. I always mix up Tony Danza and Ted Danson. And they're nothing alike, <laughs> they look nothing they're except alike. their names. Yeah. I mean, there's so many shows. Like, like you said, The Expanse, uh, Star Trek Discovery was great this year. But what I'm going to go with is um, a new show to uh, Amazon. Uh, it's called The Boys. And this one caught me by surprise. I did not expect this show at all. This... Everybody's
1: telling me to watch this show. Joe, you have to watch it.
0: So Since you hated Avengers, you're going to love this. Uh, <laughs> Essentially, the premise of the show is, imagine superheroes are actually real and they've been commercialized essentially they become these products like there's big companies who manage them and have their team of superheroes and actually like hire them out to cities hey you know your city needs a superhero and they'll charge cities for them to send a superhero to go live in there and fight crime in their city they make these movies essentially they're making like event marvel movies about these people that are fake um they set up all these like you know staged events so that they can be filmed just to build up their clout and there's a guy, his girlfriend dies in collateral damage by one of these superheroes. And that's like a big issue. It's like, they're causing all this damage. People are dying, but they just kind of cover it up. And they're just like, well, whatever, you know, this is just part of the, part of the business. And he gets recruited into this with this guy. And they, they're like uncovering all this corruption that exists because these, these superheroes, these quote unquote superheroes are horrible people. They're like, they're <laughs> like, they're like power hungry. And so they feel like they can just do whatever they want. Cause they're like gods. And they just, they just do the most horrible things under the scenes that you don't know about. And, it was oh, it was so fun. It was an amazing series. It surprised me so much.
1: I've heard this is a show definitely not to watch with kids. Oh no,
0: do not do not let your kids <laughs> watch this at all. This is this is there's nothing for children <laughs> in this show. Don't do it. Even though the superheroes, do not let them watch this movie or this show. There's so uh, much
1: so much good TV. Out. I've uh, was just reading that there are five hundred over five hundred scripted shows out right now. Oh, that's a lot. But-
0: there's <laughs> a lot. Maybe one day we'll just break out and do like a TV
1: draft. Well, <laughs> that'll be the next iteration of this a- here. <laughs> maybe this is just our new podcast. Maybe we need a new TV and movie podcast. I mean, I know there's a lot of good ones already, but maybe this is this is our Journey into that. I like it,
0: Joe. I like I like the way you're thinking. <laughs> hey, well, thank you so much. I'm just do a quick recap here, Joe. We're gonna go over your picks here. Uh, pick number one was Ford versus Ferrari. Number two was Peter Peter <laughs> Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, number three was the Mustang. Uh, your worst film is All Is True. <laughs> Sounds amazing. And your TV show pick is The Expanse. Uh, and then for me, number one was Jojo Rabbit. Number two, Motherless Brooklyn. Number three is Avengers: Endgame. Joe's personal favorite uh, <laughs> worst, <laughs> worst film of the year was Godzilla King of the Monsters And my TV pick was The Boys So here's some suggestions for y'all uh, I'll throw this up on the site I'll put it in the show notes so you can check it out See what we picked And uh, maybe I'll, we'll even get together the full list If you want to see that I, can, uh, I'll throw that up there as well If you can see all the <laughs> 50 plus movies that we saw combined <laughs> Joe, before we get out of here You make a lot of great shows A ton of, a ton of great podcasts what's going on with you, what's something uh, you have going on in the new year with uh, with your shows, and uh, where can people go out to um, maybe say hi and check out what you're doing?
1: Well, thanks for having me man, and uh, on one of our shows Buddy with Friends, you're on our cast, our sadly, our our season is finishing, Our this uh, wonderful season we have. We're going to introduce a new cast, but it, it's my friend Bobby Rebel and I with Thought Leaders talking about headlines and stuff. You know, you read a lot of these financial headlines, you're like, what does that have to do with me? So we invite people like Chris Browning on who help us uh, figure that out. We've had some great people. Josh Dorkin has been on our team, Josh, the creator of Bigger Pockets, Diane uh, Harris, who is ex- an executive editor at Newsweek, Lynette Kofani Cox, who was with CNBC and Dow Jones and is the money coach. Just lots of Great people, but what I'm going to do—this is what I really want to talk about, Chris—is my newsletter is called the Stacker, where people get lessons about their money from us over 52 weeks. But I'm I'm going to publish my list because I had to put it together for the show anyway. So to sign up for the Stacker, it's com forward slash Stacker, and each week in your mailbox you'll get some stuff. You'll also find out what's going on with Stacking Benjamins as we come out with new fun stuff but my list was going to is going for 2019 movies is going to be a part of that so if you want to argue with me about my list like i argue with chris uh, <laughs> sign up for the stacker
0: oh that's perfect i'll make sure i put that in the show notes so way people can <laughs> get over there and check it out and see your list and your horrible decision to put in games so very low so very that's low. right travesty <laughs> Hey, well, Joe, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time, and you uh, let me pull you into this draft <laughs> and talk about all these movies we saw. Looking forward to check out some uh, some new things and, and talking with you and see what you're picking because you got some great choices on your list.
1: Anytime, my friend, and likewise. So fun talking movies with you, dude. Yeah, boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.